Mm-hmm. I'm doing so much red light therapy on my nuts. On your nuts. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the best podcast in the world. It's called the 2AM Podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. But it is this one, and it is now. You do know we don't waste any time, so we are officially in the new stew. It is coming together just exquisitely. Pretty well. Although it's not 2 a.m. right now, so. No, it's not at all. It's 2 p.m. actually. It's <laughs> it is actually 2 p.m., so we, we might as well change the brand to 2 p.m. podcast. Dude, that's rather lame. It I'd sounds rather... so boring, doesn't it? Yeah, the 2 p.m. podcast. Yeah. Like, what are these guys going to talk about? <sighs> oh, welcome What back. they had for lunch? Come on. God, I should be napping right now, but <laughs> that's literally how it would go. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you find it hard to take a break during the day? <laughs> oh, it's very hard for me to take a break. Why? Like just with, with the work that you like to do? I know, but like a lot of the things we do is sitting down, correct? Mm-hmm. So... I guess um, we need to take breaks, but we don't like to. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, that's why I make sure to implement like a morning walk, afternoon walk, night walk. That's generally the system that the I follow. Go, yeah, three walks a day type of thing. Yeah. The 10K minimum. <laughs> I mean, I could spend like an hour and a half walking a day. Easy. That's ideally what I like to do because it helps me think as well. Yeah, see, that, there we go. Bingo. That's what I wanted to hear is that you feel like walking it just helps you continue the day. Yeah. Which is essentially what you want. You don't, it, I don't know. For me lately, taking a break has just been like it's such a drag. Why should I take a break? You know, even though I'm exhausted. Yeah, We're, especially at our age too. Like we don't – we can't afford – yeah. Well, we can't afford to take a break, but it feels like we can't afford to take a break. Yeah. Maybe we're just excited. I don't know, because like I, I used to find it easy to take breaks. I could just pop on a movie and just forget that I was working. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but lately it's like it's you're 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 driving differently. Do you think that has to do with the fact that we are getting older? And as as men, I mean, women experience this too, but as men, we feel a lot more pressure to succeed in our given realm. Hmm. I think that plays a big part. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's definitely a huge factor. But I think it's also like um, maybe maybe it's just the times we're in too. You get mm. We don't know that because when things are new – you're just adapting to it. That's all you're doing. It's If it's unfamiliar, you're getting to know it. And I feel like we've gotten to know something that is – and we're living it now, right? So it's like – and those things require a lot of you know, work because work is – we're in a critical time for money, for example. You know, A lot of people need money. And it's like, what do we do? Right? So once you experience these things – I think that's kind of what makes things – well, I, I guess it makes you open your eyes, right, mm-hmm. to the truth of what reality is. Yeah. And it ties into the idea of 
balance, which you're a big <laughs> one on. Um, yeah, I think people have this. Have we like discussed that in depth? What balance? The idea of like the misconception about balance and why you should approach it from a different perspective. Not really. We've mentioned that balance is good in all forms, mm-hmm. right? So we've talked about it and we've had personal stories, but I don't think we've gone into that specifically, like the philosophy of it. Yeah. I don't know what book I got this from, but it, it centers around this idea that balance doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. And the key idea here is to counterbalance. So you have to be extreme with one or two things for a period of time. And then you have to bring it back to the other things, like let's say relationships or family, as opposed to just straight up work or um, or business. So it's like you're you're just swinging between extremes. Yeah, it's a it's a swing. So we or like to a, separate things, right? I kind of that's kind of how we do it. Yeah, you know, we have the bedroom, the the restroom, and the living room, and then you see some apartments in New York, and it's just like it's all in, all in one. So you're like, what do you call this room? Let's call it a studio, you know, for respect. The every room. Because we could just call it a restroom, technically. Yeah. It just has a bed. <laughs> so it's like, um, it, it's all perspective. That kind of proves to you it's kind of perspective, right? So it's like, um, it is swinging. When we section our life, it's not, we don't go like, oh man, dude, I got to revisit that part of my life or that part of life or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever world. You know, I'm in work mode and then I'm in this mode and it's like, why can't you just be in one mode and you do things? Yeah. Right. I think that's the whole uh, philosophy. Also depends on your personality and what you want. Like I like to do things very quickly. I generally hate waiting for things. Yeah. And I think there's a big part of that in you too. Yeah, but of course there is, but it's also like, uh, that's where I, I messed up. I used to think that you know, being quick at everything and you got to do it now. And when things don't work out, it just stresses you out more because you're actually pissed mm. that it's not happening at the rate of speed you want. Right. Yeah. So what I notice is you need to relax. There's an element in this universe that has control actually. So, and you start to think like of the moments you had control before and you go, wait a second, technically things just played out. I didn't really necessarily do anything besides the homework and tasks that were assigned to me. And that's it. It's very true. Right. Did you go in there and specifically pass your exam? Did you go in there and specifically know you were going to get the job? Did mm-hmm. you know that you were going to answer this specific question that you weren't prefer- prepared for? No, you don't know any of that stuff. All that stuff is kind of like, uh, there's an Arabic word, but I'm trying to directly translate it to English. It doesn't make any sense though. What's the word? The best way I can describe it is smoothly. No, but what's the, what's the real word? Because um, I saw that you posted something on Instagram. Was it like sabr? No, sabr is patience. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sabr is patience, definitely. So are you, you're referring to uh, the post from today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, that, that has nothing to do with it. This is more like... Um, you got to come at things with ease, technically. Like the, the definition, it's just, that's why Arabic's insane. Because one word just means a whole damn sentence. It's an right? entire paragraph. <laughs> so it's like, it's to, it's to surpass things smoothly. Like you got to see that everything went smoothly. When, when you think you quote unquote had control, 
It was just things went smoothly. You have to flow with That's it. That's it. So that one word basically means that, that it's, it is a flow. You technically do not have control. Um, so don't try as hard. Your job is to do the best you can. You work at it, you spend time on it, and you try to master it. Mm. And then you see the outcome, you know? And the ratio of the outcome is like nine out of nine times out of ten, you'll make it. Well, isn't it interesting? We had an episode on the, on the flow state a while back. I forgot what number, um, but it's very interesting how the best work you'll ever produce comes out of a flow state mm-hmm. because you keep like hammering your head against the wall, and then eventually you let go, and then from that point, your I guess your instincts kick in, and your your ability to to see things as a master kicks in. Yeah. So I that's think an interesting, yeah. The formula to anything it, ever and the formula for people to like you or to even be influential in any sense, I think stems from how comfortable you are being truly yourself. Like your soul is just being projected externally. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way because it's like then you're just so comfortable. You know, if people dislike you, you're comfortable with that. Yeah. Right. And you like it just doesn't phase you right Mm. um you'll see that and that also goes back to you are loose with your control like you only control what you can you know like oh i want to eat mcdonald's i want to do this i am going to use the restroom you know what i'm saying and the rest of the stuff they just work hard at it they have a vision in their head and they connect with the right people that may take them there that's it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's a different like thing right and then all you're doing is being who you are. So a part of you would be like your wife and kids and this and that and your assets and your cars and maintenance this and your gardener got shot and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So Poor that gardener. isn't all a part of you. That's not that's not home. That's that's you. You know? Mm-hmm. That's where we're mistaken. We feel like, you know, we partition everything so well. Yeah. Mm. All right. We used to, I remember like back in high school, we used to make fun of people for what they did after school. It's like, oh, what do you do after school? Oh yeah, if it's you know, like some like I, I used to be skating and out and stuff. You know what I mean? People would make fun of you because no, I wouldn't. We would make fun of people. Oh. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> damn, you sit at home after school, you stupid idiot. You've been sitting in class all day. You know? Yeah, I mean that's real. Um, obviously the generations have changed. That's no longer. <laughs> I think all every every person in this generation, the at least the younger folk, yeah. are just all at home. <laughs> I mean, it's different for sure. Um, I don't think they'll ever have like the younger generation. They'll ever have the sense of urgency that maybe we do, you know, or our parents will because our parents have even more urgency than us. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think a big part of that is, is to make sure that you get out of the house, not like go and hang out with your friends. I'm talking about live on your own and, and try to feed yourself, you know? Yeah. That is an important part of the, the growth process. Yeah. Because Um, you, but dude, Nine times out of ten, you'll discover you're a big baby when yeah. you do that. So many kids are coddled these days. Yeah. You're a big baby, and you don't know that, you know, because according to your parents, you f- physically look like an adult, and you are an adult, and you have a beard, and all everything's cool, right? So it's like, <laughs> but you're missing the point being paid that, they're, for. that they're 19. Everything's being paid for, this, this, and that. Yeah. And when you get out there, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you start to realize that damn, you got to put in hours. You got to do this. You're barely, you know, whatever. And rent is expensive. 
and you need to buy a house and that's even more expensive right now but in the long term it's not you know mm-hmm. so it's like what the hell what do you do you know and that that's the kind of stuff that teaches you how to get into the wave of business or how to meet people how to connect how to build a network yeah that kind I'm, of stuff. I'm starting to really enjoy business like I, I would game, never though. classify myself as an entrepreneur, even though I might have some elements mm-hmm. of that in me. Um, but just business as a whole and being able to take control of certain processes like that's and meeting new people, that's priceless for me. Yeah, that's what I'm beginning to understand. And I think as I get older, that's going to be something I, I really dive into big time. Yeah, you're a salesman by heart. Like it's kind of like that's that's what you want to go for cuz being a salesman is really realistically building a relationship and being really good at it. And it's hard in the beginning. Yeah. Like like anything, it's really hard. You, you have to go through a lot of losses. You have to get used to yeah. being rejected. It's uh it's crazy, bro. Sales is weird. Yeah. You feel like you just feel like some part of you is scamming, but not really because that's your job, you know? Yeah. I think we'll, I don't know if we're going to do it this episode, but we'll have a dedicated episode to what we've like in regards to what we've learned about sales and just, yeah, in general, how we even worship. Yeah. How we even started because I've started, when did I start? 2012. Yeah. You started way before me. Yeah. 2012. I had just finished high school, which was crazy. Uh, yeah, dude, I've learned a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Damn, you finished I've high school in 2012. Dude, man. I remember my mistakes. Like, I still remember a lot of stuff. My losses. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really good times, honestly. Great times. Mm-hmm. So what led you down this road? Possibly the best. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, I don't know about that when people say that. I don't know. But here's the thing is that it gave me a lot of push and experience because I've done sure. a lot of stuff. Yeah. At least I could afford to back then. Mm-hmm. I'm always a firm believer that the best times are ahead. So you can call me like an eternal optimist, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm optimistic. I, I, I always know that I'm looking for memories. I'm looking for things I can imprint as like a boom. When I see the flashback, I can refer to that, you know? Yeah. 100%. But, but also, uh, we're not naive. No, not at all. Because we've been through shit. Exactly. So we see the ups and downs. It's like, um, what did Naval say? <laughs> Our boy Naval. Yeah, Naval, dude. He just said it the other day. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, but like Naval Ravikant. But he's he's an awesome speaker. But he essentially just said, um, a rich person wants many things and a sick person wants one thing. Yeah. To get better. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, that's what's crazy about the mind is that when you do get better, it takes a little bit of time. But all of a sudden you want everything again. And if I feel like if we don't learn quick enough, then you're just going to keep getting hurt until you hopefully learn but mm-hmm. that there's a certain way to think, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And being sick and almost dying, that's one of the things that really brings it out. I think. Mm. Um, tying into this, what's your take on ambition? <sighs> ambition. Ambition is a weird thing. It's a feeling. It's definitely derived by a feeling. Do you think it heavily depends on someone's personality? Interesting. Because what is a personality to even begin with? Like it has an aura, it has a resonance. You know, every person has a, and I always say aura and resonance because there's, 
I've always referred to that like in Arabic as that, you know, it feels like there is like if, if, if everyone had a perfume, it would always be unique. It would be different. Yeah. You know, just like our fingerprints or whatever it is. So think of an aura. Aura is, is the same thing. Everybody has a unique aura. Mm-hmm. No one has a replica aura, you know, except me and you. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Aura Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you can tell you can tell yeah. when somebody is just on the ball and, and I guess ambitious, um, and you can tell when people are not ambitious. Yeah, they. I think they're just good at fixing themselves and getting up and making sure that they have hope all the time. You know, they're always optimistic. And they truly have a vision. I think that's the biggest one is yeah. that when you picture your vi- if you can wake up, if you can wake up every single morning and picture the vision so strongly without talking about it and just doing work towards it, that's the best like guidance you can get ever because you won't stop, mm-hmm. especially if it's a good vision. Right. I don't know if some people have visions of like, I want to take over this kingdom and fucking, I don't know. In the 1500s, bro. Yeah. <laughs> take over this castle. I'd be rattling these cages. In these <laughs> rattling these cages with all these prisoners of war. Yeah. Man, that's so funny. Um, anyway, I think that, that'll do it for this episode. Um, there's a lot to look forward to in the next one. The next one, we're going to be talking about our own sales experience, the things we've learned across, I don't know, a decade, pretty much. Yeah, right now we're just knocking out some episodes just to get the momentum back. Yeah, let us know how this sounds because we are in a new room. We're still padding it up and all this good stuff. Um, It's going to be pretty sick. We don't know how it's going to look exactly to the T yet, but we're getting there, man. Getting there. Step by step. Yeah, thank you so much for you guys. Uh, Without you, this wouldn't be possible. So, again, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that on YouTube at the Toyam Podcast. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major streaming platforms. Tell your friends and family. And then until next time, guys. Until next time. Later.